guests like we do on every episode, but this time we're drinking our own backwash and we've got Beth on. Yeah, okay. Hi. I did have a better intro last time. Not gonna lie. I shouldn't be laughing this much, but... (laughs) Yeah, I had a better intro last time. So if you don't remember, Beth was on episode between two and four on season one because I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't remember. But we've got Beth back on. And if you don't remember Beth and you can't be bothered to go back to season one, Beth is going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Ourselves? Herself. Just me. Not you. Yeah, not me. It's all about me. So hi everyone. I'm Beth. My pronouns are she and her. And I am a big LGBT fan because I sit in that community. And also I work in diversity and inclusion, so I am passionate advocate about equal rights and people not being dicks. Which is important because I met Beth at work at the mediumly well-paid job I used to work at. I don't work there anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. You don't? I might reapply. Mm, It's not got that bad yet, has it? (laughs) Beth is someone who, I think I spoke about it previously, she made me feel very comfortable about being bisexual in the workplace because I was taking a lot of shtick from people. I just don't know if that's how you say that word, but I've said it wrong. I like it. About what it meant to be bisexual and people like to quantify it. What percentage of men do you like? What are you Mm. more 50-50? People ask you, when was the last time you slept with someone of the same sex? If it's more than two years ago, you're not bisexual. Who came up with these rules? Straight people. <laughs> Straight people. Yeah. And even the concept of, I dated someone who I asked what their sexual orientation was, because they had asked me, and they said, I'm straight, so I'm boring. Are is, you? Is that boring? You know? Interesting. Am I more exciting because I'm bisexual? Are you more exciting because you're gay? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) It's actually true. Exactly. So on this episode of Loud and Clear, you're joined by me, Loretta Alonge. Coast. 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 (laughs) Coast. (laughs) Coast. I like, we should, we should keep it. Yeah. I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) You're joined by me. You're joined by me, Loretta Alonge. Host. Editor, producer, everything woman. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about male allyship. Now, you're probably thinking that we're going to be saying, be nicer to men. We're not. Nope. We're not saying that. Nope. We don't like men. I date one. I have one. I've purchased one. <laughs> but we don't like them. Yes, I'm a man-hating lesbian, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be a lesbian to hate men. And... All jokes aside, this isn't a hating men episode. You know, we're going to give a nice and equally biased, which I know was a juxtaposition oxymoron thing, about what male allyship means and what the pitfalls of it are. So, Beth, are you ready? I'm ready. Help us for a second educate Beth on what Telegram is, listeners. Well, it's something you'd have in the war, right? To send (laughs) messages. I think that might possibly be the most British thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh 
Telegram, for those of you who don't know, is an app like WhatsApp. It does all the things WhatsApp does. You can send nudies. Oh. You can send dirty messages, videos, pictures, messages, whatever. I said messages already, but I wanted to really, really? reiterate mm-hmm. the messages. Okay. <laughs> and Telegram essentially is better encrypted than WhatsApp. Obviously, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook and Instagram. And this just apparently has better security. You can't back up anything on Telegram whatsoever. So if you lose your phone, well... Screwed. That's that. That's That's the end. And it also has a location function as well. So So, if you turn it on, you can then... No, 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 no. (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) I used it earlier. The location aspect of Telegram means if you turn it on in your settings, you can then look for people around you and then message them. Hey, 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 I'm just up the road. Creepy. Fancy. <laughs> uh, Fancy not... a beer. Oh. I do, but you don't have any alcohol. <laughs> I'm not drinking currently because I'm just trying to realign as a person. I've stopped eating refined sugar. I gave it up for, as my flatmate said, Christian Ramadan. Oh, I love it. Who knew it was called that? I it's not. It. It's called Lent, guys. And I'm not drinking. I quit cigarettes. I quit smoking. Oh, did you? Oh, no. I miss it so much. Oh, see, I've gone on to the vape pie. Oh, no. It's not good because <laughs> oh, it no. tastes so nice. No, it does. Apparently, it can give you popcorn lung. Don't know what that is, but... Oh, I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> so, I've been reading that apparently it's just better to smoke stop no i think you need to go home and go down a google wormhole i don't want it but i think it is better oh no just to smoke and then kick smoking cold turkey or like use a nicotine a different nicotine replacement oh dear but i went cold turkey it's very impressive i'm beth let me tell you in those weeks i almost lost my man my job myself my my house i almost (laughs) lost it all because i didn't even smoke that much Four cigarettes a day, maybe. Okay. And I used to roll as well. Nice. But coming off of them, I was depressed. I was anxious. Oh, my God. I had diarrhoea. Oh, lovely. I was crying. I was angry. And every time I want a cigarette, I just say, Loretta, remember what it was like trying to quit. That just sounds like really bad PMS as well. I don't think I get that. Oh, really? No. I have a period for like half a day as well. I know. I don't feel a thing. I hate you. (laughs) It's just like a very... Sometimes they're bad. Okay. But like once every five years, maybe. Does that even count as sometimes? Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) I hate you so much. It's still bad, but it's good because of the contraception I'm on. I'm on the coil. That's why it's... And when I'm not on the coil, it's still okay. Normally I'm nice and light. Mm. and maybe there's like that stabbing yeah when someone's stabbing you from the inside yes yes like children in the womb (laughs) in the womb i believe my unborn children stabbing me in the womb so guys if you're wondering why things are flowing so nicely between beth and i it's because do you want to tell them we're in person we are in person it's loud and clears first ever in person same time zone in the evening london based britain england 
that's the wrong way round. <laughs> <laughs> Recording. And it's why we've got that that flow. Extra flow. You know, I don't know the Spanish word for flow, so flota. Ooh. It's not right, but no. um <laughs> Say anything with the accent, you grand. <laughs> and I want to propose to Beth. Not literally. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. What she thinks male allyship is and what it means to her. Mm. Guys, she looks like I've just asked her to take it up the bum, by the way. (laughs) She was like, I wasn't ready. She was like, I have no notes. This is what her face is showing. I have no notes. (laughs) It's because I'm like, what does it mean to me? And... I, I, I'm struggling with that. Let me tell bit. you what it means to me. I once dated someone. We're not going to use his real name. Let's call him Joaquin. Nice. That's a nice name, isn't it? Yeah. And I was very complimentative of Joaquin, you know? Looks-wise, personality-wise. And he said, you're so complimentative. I'm so happy I smashed that word in one try. Because is that a real word? Yes, Beth. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you come out with some. Crackers. That's a real <laughs> complimentative. No, that's a real word because he said it, and he writes scripts for okay. Netflix. I trust you. He told me. <laughs> apparently, I have never seen any of them Allegedly. on my subscription, but apparently they're there. Okay. And he said you're very complimentative, and I said, I think people should be more complimentative towards men. And then he started with his white guilt bullshit of, you shouldn't compliment me, I'm a straight white man. And I went... Eh? <sighs> <sighs> Your face! I was just so disappointed. But for me, I think it's important that men are uplifted. Yes, life uplifts them enough. Yep. But in some circumstances, we're stepping on their head. We're using them like a dirty rag. We are. When it comes to talking about emotions, the Mm -hmm. concept, man up. Mm -hmm. All of that other shit that I can't think about right now. Mm -hmm. I think there are elements where men really struggle. You know, the biggest killer in men under 40 is actually suicide. Yeah. You know, which is... This is UK England facts, guys. Don't be coming to at me with your Mm -mm. Indian New England journal quotes, okay? (laughs) Where's the line, though? That's my question. Where's the line? Because how do we get to the point where we're not just lifting them above you or I? Mm. I guess, yeah, to reach equity, right? Oh. Gender equity. Not just equality. No, I've seen the memes. Of the kid on the, (laughs) the kid on on the barrels. Yeah, you know, guys, look it up. Equity is actually what you want. Mm. Not that everyone should be given the same thing, but everyone should be given enough to reach the same level. Yeah, because if we just had equality right now, well, like, do we have elements of equality? I guess like we can both vote, but we are not equal. No, because I think about the messages that. I was told growing up about get married, have some kids, X, Y, Z. Whereas there was almost that element of liberation and freedom and exploration that men in my house were given that I definitely Mm. wasn't. Yes, we can vote, but I 
probably know some people who earn more than me and we do the same job for example and a key example was this I grew up in foster care I did a couple I did a couple year couple of years stint mm-hmm. in there you know it was like a prison that's why I'm saying it like that and stint, <laughs> stint yes <laughs> in Cook County Jail <laughs> And I had a foster brother who was also fostered, so he wasn't one of my foster biological children, because mm-hmm. she had lots of them as well. Mm-hmm. And he was fostered, brought into the house. He was a year younger than me. My curfew was at 7pm during the summer. British summer. Do you know what time it gets dark? It would be sunny outside, Beth. I'd yeah. be in my fucking house, right? Oh, I remember those times in when my I was house. little. Right? So. And my foster sister who's my foster mum's biological child her curfew was when it's dark you're back in so she was allowed out later than me what i know i know but then this younger boy who had been fostered was then like his curfew was 11 p.m what 14 year old first of all needs to be out at 11 p.m one that is up to no good selling drugs probably Mm. and other terrible things and when I knew, when he told me, because he told me so brazenly, yeah, my curfew's at 11, you know? I then went into school, because that's what you did, and you told your mates. And I went to my friends, yeah, let's call him Mark. Mark's curfew's later than mine. Mm. And they all just said, it's probably because he's a boy. And just expected me to deal with it. I know. And I remember bringing it up then to my social worker. Hey, why is Mark's curfew later than mine? And they told me some shit about, his mum wants different things for him than your mum wants. Huh? I know, right? <laughs> what a load of bullshit. What? Because I think there was just this chronic, never-ending fear that I was going to get pregnant. Teenage, I was going to go, I was going to be out at 7.30 in the summer, British summertime, and if I was out any later than 7, 7.30 maybe. Legs open in a field. That's it, and I'm <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> And I'm up the duff, which I learnt recently. Oh, did you not know that term? I'm from Nigeria. (laughs) They don't have that term there. (laughs) Up the duff. Up the duff. Love it. We use the word impregnated. Mm. I don't think that's a real word. I think it is. Really? Yeah. No? I don't know, mate. I'm not to be trusted with these things. (laughs) I don't know. But there were so many different things where I kind of just said, why is it the fact that this person's a man and they've got all of this this liberation, all of this freedom, you know? Mm. And I like to think about it more from a social perspective. You know, I have a friend who is 25 and she needs to ask her mum permission to come and see me in my apartment with a hot tub. Obviously not in this country. I was going to say, where's the hot tub? Why are we not in there no, right now? I'm, it's not here. You know, I've... I've it's, it's, it's yonder. <laughs> it's yonder. I said yonder to someone recently and they didn't know what it went. I wasn't going to pull you up on it, but I don't know what you meant. <laughs> okay, can someone please just send me a DM? Loud and clear. Loud dot and... Oh my God, what's my Instagram handle? I don't know. I don't know. Loud dot clear on Instagram. And just let me know if you know what yonder means. Yonder means just like over there. If it was over there, I'd be in it. <laughs> and I was like, so do you want it? So I was like to this girl, do you want to come over, come to my hot tub, you know, with you know, with your mate, my mate, three o'clock in the afternoon, her mum was like, You can't go. 
But then her younger brother was out until like nine o'clock at night. See, why is it responsibility of... Because we can push the babies out and they can't. (sighs) Apparently. Mm. Apparently. And I've got so many examples of that. I had a girl from high school who we wanted to... We all wanted to go to prom together and she had to beg her younger brother to come as her date so that her parents would allow her to go. Because she wasn't allowed to go anywhere. A younger brother? I know. I know. I know. Okay, don't get me wrong. She was resitting some of her A levels. Okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Just fine? Just fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Your face doesn't say it's fine. No. Failure is a part of life. I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> She's resitting some of her A levels. And so they were in the same year, but he was younger than her. Okay. And she was literally, please, please come. I'm begging you. Dad won't let me go if you're not there. And he was like, I don't want to go. And she was like, please. And then he went. Just for her. Why is it the fact that I am biologically capable of having children that makes me suddenly so fragile? I don't know. I don't even know the word for it. Yeah, and why is it not a joint responsibility? Because it never is, is it? No. If a girl gets pregnant... They're looking at her her mama. Yeah. Or her papa. It's not. The, the boy doesn't it's, get the blame. No, never. He was just satisfying his urges, apparently. Boys will be boys. Yeah, boys will be boys. You know that swimmer from America who unfortunately rapes that girl? Oh, yeah. And then his dad was like, should he be punished just for 20 minutes of... What was the, what was the oh, what word was it he used? Did you say fun? Adventure? It was something like that because it was just like you you couldn't really believe that someone had said it out loud. I yeah, and it's that brazenness. And yes, you know we're meant to be talking about male allyship and how we're meant to be uplifting them. But what's also really important is finding the adequate line between that because mm. since the beginning of time, men have been stepping on our backs to get to wherever it is they wanted to get to. You know, my friend said something quite shitty. Okay, she's not my friend. She was actually a girl I was in love with. And she was my friend's girlfriend. Oh. No, it's drama. And now she's engaged to another guy who was her friend's boyfriend. Wow. I know, it's messy. That is messy, yes. It's a hectagon. It's not a love triangle, it's a love hectagon. (laughs) So many people. But I loved a girl ex, whatever. And she was really upset that Obama won in 08 instead of Hillary. And she just said, yes, so I'm direct quoting here, guys. Please don't come for me about what I'm about to say. (laughs) But she said, I can't believe that Obama won just because he's black. You know, slavery was only for like 500 years. Women have been oppressed since the beginning of time. Hillary should have won. She needs to take that in for a minute. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, Beth. Yeah. That's what she said. And she said it with the pride of the world. I know. I don't even know what, I don't even know what to say. I, I, anyway, (laughs) she made a valid point, which is only men have been taking things from women since the beginning of time. Yeah. I agree with that totally. Let's not, let's not. 
Let's not do the race thing. I should mention that Sally was white. I seemed. Woman. I see. It would have been rogue if she was black though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did make that assumption. White woman LGBT oh, community. Like the oppression Olympics, that's what that yes. makes me think of. But when I think about supporting men and the correct way to support men, what do you do? I don't have the answer. I feel like supporting men to be allies, right? Yes. Comes from a place of I don't know, allowing them to call out their friends, yeah. right? And their friends listening, right? Yes. So that if your male friend said, mate, come on, that's enough now. She's not interested. Stop. Let it go. Let it go. It doesn't come back on that guy to be like, oh, you're such a, what they call, pussy. Yes, pussy is... Pussy is, I assume, yeah. what they would say in this yeah. scenario. You know, pull yourself together. It's just a bit of fun. It's just mm. a laugh. And actually they go, oh, okay, if my friend is pulling me up on something, I'm going to stop. Mm. But shouldn't we be teaching them not to do these shitty things in the first place? Yes. And why don't we? Because boys will be boys. <sighs> because I think about all the things I was taught growing up you know don't dress provocatively in front of the drunk uncle xyz oh god yeah i know i know it was tough in the ghetto Beth. so many things i was taught growing up it was the most important thing for you to do is to go get married you know that was the goal and i'm 26 with no husband and zero children (laughs) But I then think about, so my cousin, for example, is the same age as me. She's married, lots of kids. She loves them. But her, her husband's like in his 40s. And best believe he didn't get that pressure of, where's your wife? Maybe a little bit, but not to the extent that she would have gotten it if she had waited until she was 30, for example, before she got married. Yeah. Because with my sister, that was a common thing that we had. It was just, get your sister married. Because she's dumb. I'm quoting my mum here. I'm not being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> they were like, she's not going to survive in the world without her husband because she's stupid. Wow. Right? And so I remember people used to just push guys she didn't like onto her because it was just their biggest goal. Get her married, have her shove out some kids. Oh. She's not our problem anymore. Wow. You know? God. My brother wasn't taught that. My brother was fucking... He was a hooligan. A hooligan. He was a hooligan. And left to his own devices. Exactly. Given the space to explore. Yep. Figure out. Make many, many, all all of his choices were wrong, but. I am sure. It was his decision to make. Yeah. Beth, by the look on your face, I can probably see that you have some things to say about overly supporting men and being overly complimentative of men. I think, for me... When I was thinking about this topic and what I was going to share, I really wanted to be, like, sharing some cool, really great instances of male allyship. And I realised I don't have any. Outside of the workplace, obviously my job is in diversity and inclusion, so I talk all day about male allyship. And I hear a lot about male allyship. And I've got loads of examples of how you can be a male ally in the workplace. Outside of work, I was like... 
what am I going to say? And actually, some of the times where I've thought someone has been or is being an ally to me have actually put me in the same or a worse situation. I'm going to tell a story. Tell us, Beth. Story time. Story time. So I was at McDonald's, as I often am of a night out. <laughs> and I'd ordered my food. I had my headphones in. I just, you know, I was just in my own little world and someone tapped me on the shoulder and was talking to me, asking me over and over and again if I had a boyfriend. And I said yes, which I hate doing as a gay woman, yeah. but it's got to be done. Because true. I do not need the question of a threesome. Exactly. If I tell them I have a girlfriend. Why is that your go-to when someone says, I'm gay? Are you addressing all of the men listening? Yeah. Okay. Not you. <laughs> why is that men male listeners that when someone says i'm gay oh that do you not understand that means that then that means they're not into you ever it means it's an it's a no it's but yes you told you told him that you had a boyfriend told him i had a boyfriend because it's just the easier option in this scenario and he hung around for a bit and was still asking me questions but then he did leave so I'm there, like, looking over my shoulder just to see whether he's actually left or whether he's just hanging around outside McDonald's because that's happened too, where they then start harassing you without the, all of the people present. Yes, I know. And someone else came to speak to me. We'll call him guy number two. Yep. And he was like, are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry about that guy. Like, are you okay? Does that happen often? There's me, like, picking up my food at the same time, going, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he was walking then next to me as I left McDonald's and I just assumed he was walking the same directions and he was still asking me you know like are you okay like really sorry that happened does it it happen to you often and I'm like I really appreciate you asking if I'm okay but I am okay so you know fuck off (laughs) fuck off I didn't want to say that no you've got to but I was like so so he was just walking next to me (laughs) Um, but he was just, you know, I thought he was just being nice. And then the conversation turned and he said, so do you really have a boyfriend? And my heart just sank. And I was like, anyone, I guess who's a woman or marginalized gender will know, you know, there's a million things at this point going through your mind. I was like, I can't piss him off. And I can't damage his little frail, fragile ego. Yes. Because I don't know what he's going to do. Exactly. So I was like, yes, yeah, 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 I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> he's at home. <laughs> That's where I'm going now. Yeah, he's waiting for me. He's waiting for me. I'm also thinking in my mind about, like, another situation that's happened to me, which uh, was similar in that someone was uh, took advantage of a situation where they essentially pretended to be an ally and then weren't. Yeah. And I'm thinking, there's so many things going through my mind. And he did eventually leave, and it could have been a lot worse, but he totally took advantage of the situation and lulled me into a false sense of security. And I just think it's super important that we, as women, don't forget if we're relying on strangers to be allies and to get us out of a situation. I wasn't even relying on him, he just forced himself upon me, but. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. This is a serious moment. <laughs> but if we're relying on these people 
they're still strangers and we still don't know their true intention and that's what's really worrying for me because i'm incredibly skeptical of people i don't know even people i do know right it's something i spoke about on episode one about this concept of trust i start off with zero percent trust with people Mm -hmm. and it gets built and i can only imagine what it must have felt like for you you know going yes okay this guy's kind of come to the rescue yes and then he's turned i think he's worse than the first guy yeah because the first guy knew you know i have shot my shot too many times i'm leaving i'm leaving but then for you to then watch that happen notice how uncomfortable i was and then follow me out of somewhere and then no i understand at the moment it's slim pickings in london (laughs) no beth i absolutely fucking get it you know i'm in this i'm in a deep loving relationship with great penetrative sex right i just had to tell people that i'm sorry why you needed to use the word penetrative penetrative. what other type of sex is there if it's non-penetrative well you could have just called it sex it's penetrative sex you've said that i'm in this incredibly loving relationship you know with a with a with a with a zezzy colombian i've I've gone on the tangent i'm gonna bring myself back onto the main (laughs) highway (laughs) right I understand from my other friends that dating in London at the moment is just, I don't know. It's, I gave up. It's, it's, it's not the one is all I actually have to say. I was going to give a good metaphor, you know, like a, like a drug addict. I don't even know. I don't know where you were going with that. I, I, let me come straight back on because I went for another tangent and I've, I've come back onto the Settle highway. Back. And I understand it's so difficult. I think the pandemic has changed people because I'm so sorry. The amount of fucking weirdos I've heard are on there. I think the percentage of weird to socially acceptable, I'm not going to say normal, but socially acceptable is askew. Oh, God. It's it's, it's askew. And I dated in London for a really long time. Yeah. You know? Beth, I told you today about the guy I dated for one whole year, 12 months, 365 days, who blocked me Mm. after a year. Honestly. A year. It's really not cool. I know. He lives up the road. Should we go fuck him up? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that dating in London is difficult. We've also gone through a pandemic. Your brain chemistry probably ain't right. You probably were fucking your best friend during the pandemic, and now things have gone awry. (laughs) Beth. setup yeah in the pandemic and so many other things have happened maybe you lost your job maybe someone you know died i understand that things have changed for you that does not give you the right to be weird it does not give you the right to be strange you know and if you are strange find a healthy outlet for your strangeness write graphic vampire alien erotica if that's what you need to do that's what you want to do don't go around following women on the fucking street Mm. That would be nice. Because I'm sure you guys remember from season one, many people followed me in the yeah. space of like five months. So many people would be like, yeah, I'm going to go for this ting. It was in East London, guys. Yeah, I'm going to go for this ting. You know? And A compliment. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? 
because I understand the concept of oh I've seen someone that I really like you know really go for it yeah and I'm a big believer in if you want something from someone ask them hey would you like to suck my dick okay no thank you sir from bus number five thank you I think but I think we don't need them to ask that <laughs> do you know what I mean but just like no you know just no And I just don't understand why people are manifesting in just such ugly ways. But I'm also concerned that were they just always like this and now the fact that the world almost ended has now created a, well, fuck pretending. Maybe. Because that's scary. People are just looking to cuff because the world might end. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, dear. Because I do have some examples of when... A man has been a hero for me. I do have them. They are there. Mm -hmm. When the guy followed me from the street to M&S and tried to get through the staff-only doors. Oh, yeah. Right? It was a male security guard who was kind of... It was a male floor manager who was like, I'm going to get you an Uber. Do you want me to call the police? What needs to happen? You know? Arguably, though, is also his job to protect the customers. No, it is. Why are you letting weirdos in? <laughs> there should be like a... A barrier. A barrier. <laughs> you seem strange. You can't shop here. So that is just... With my inclusion hat on, that is not okay. No. Um, you can't discriminate. No, of course... Of course Beth, of course not. But there's been instances, there was a time when I was at carnival. It was the last carnival before the pandemic came to swallow everything. Oh. And a guy who was in like a half mask, not like the face mask we know now. It was almost like a um, Phantom of the Opera mask. Okay. But it was made out of like a shitty metal. Right, okay. And he had that on so it covered half of his face. Mm. And there was a song that was playing at carnival. And don't get me wrong, I like to dance, you know, I like to, re- I like to really get in there. Mm-hmm. And then this these group of guys, I was with some friends, and these group of guys then crowded me. It wasn't many of them, maybe four. Mm. And they started dancing around me, and I stood very still just to indicate, I don't want to dance with you. Some people I want to dance with, you, no. Mm. And I indicated, I don't want to dance with you. And then one of them grabbed me, dug his fingers so deep into like <gasps> my fucking shoulders, and started dancing on me, and he wouldn't let me leave. And my male friend, literally, he had just turned around, realised I wasn't there, had scanned Notting Hill, that street in Notting Hill, which had so many people on it, yeah. found me, came running, punched this guy in the face, right? Shoved the other ones. And then he was just looking at me like, are you okay? Oh. And all I could think was, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Because that was in the middle of the street with so many people and nobody nobody noticed. And if they noticed, they didn't care. Yeah. And I compare that to an occasion where I was at work drinks in a bar and a guy had come up to me and wanted to start speaking to me and was being really flirtatious and he had tried a couple of times. I was like, listen, no. And I then go to the closest guy I know. Should we say his real name? No, we don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued. No, 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 no. Let's call him um, Andrew. Andrew. That's not his real name. And I then go up to Andrew. Hi, can you just like stand with me and like chat with me a little bit? Because there's this guy being really weird. And then he went, that's not my responsibility to help you. (gasps) He said, it's not my responsibility to help you. You're a grown ass woman. 
why can't you deal with this man pursuing you by yourself? Wait, was he a stranger? Or you knew him? The guy pursuing me? No, the... A- Andrew was... Andrew. He was... He knew me. What? I know. I know. What's he'd, it? he'd fucked my friend. He knew me. He'd been in my fucking house. Mm. I know. And that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. 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 But like, I mean, like the male-female thing, regardless, a friend is asking you for help or someone you know is asking you for help... That is not actually costing you anything. I know. I didn't say go knock him out. I said, can you just stand with me? Can you stand me? and talk to me? He was like, no. No. The audacity. I know. He was a son of a bitch. Yeah. He is um, not a particularly well-liked person at said office. I'll tell you about it. Off. Okay. Off live. We'll take it off live. Off live? Off. What did I say? Off live. Off live. Off. Offline. That sound right? We'll take it offline. We'll take it offline. That is right. It is right. <laughs> God, get your corporate hat back on. Oh, Beth, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I just struggle to find that equilibrium. Equilibrium. One more time. I struggle to find that equilibrium. <laughs> I sh- oh, no. I struggle to find that equilibrium. <laughs> Beth, why is this word broken? I don't think it's the word that's broken. How? I'm struggling to find the equilibrium. No, <laughs> equilibrium. I'm struggling to find the equilibrium. No, I need a different word, Beth, because I don't, I, that's I words beyond it, me. I can't remember it. Equilibrium. 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 That's yes. it. Oh, thank you, God. That was me. That wasn't God. That was me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beth. <laughs> I'm struggling to find it because in terms of the men that I'm friends with, I try to be incredibly uplifting to them because I think life can really beat them down, you know? You know, the amount of men that I know where they're like, one of them was going through a huge issue and I think someone just mentioned therapy, not even directed at him, and he just said, I don't need therapy, I'm not a pussy. Oh, it's just so toxic. And I was like, I was like, first of all, I'm in therapy. It's like, what are you calling me a pussy? <sighs> That was my first thought, I'm selfish and self-absorbed. You know, the amount of men I know who are like, I don't cry. Why not? Why not? I cry all the time, mate. Me too. If I see, if I see anything. I cry at happy things and sad things. No, same. No, same. I love a tearjerker. Me too. I love a tearjerker. Honestly, and I cry at everything. And that's hard for some people to believe because I've got such a tough exterior, but I'm a soppy, soppy cunt. But this is why, you know, why is it seen as weak to cry it's when not... it's just an emotion? Do you know what that makes me think of? When men, if they get really angry mm. and like raise their voice, it's like seen as passion. Mm. And if women get like angry and raise their voice or whatever, it's seen as like emotional, irate. Where is this? Where is the negativity come from when we're talking about women versus men? The Bible. Is that true? I guess. Okay, you just made it up. I have. I have. <laughs> Absolutely have. And I should I should actually re-refine what I've said. It's the incorrect interpretation of holy books is where I think so much of this has come from. Expand. I think it comes from Adam and Eve. Oh. She didn't trick Adam. You were a whole ass man. You grown. You were born before me. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Right? I came from you. But the interpretation I got from churches whatever it was 
she done lead him down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah, she was the temptress. Yeah, as opposed to, you dumb son of a bitch, why are you eating apples from a tree that you know ain't you able to eat from? I know, have I just blown your fucking you mind? You have just blown, blown my mind. mind. <laughs> because that's what I think about. I think about it from the beginning of time. All of these things that women are meant to do, things that I'm meant to achieve, things that I'm not meant to be like. I'm a really, I'm someone who really likes talking about sex. When I do it, it's, oh my God, oh my God, you're so straight. But when a guy's like, yeah, I spat in her asshole. It's like, yeah, 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 tell me more. But when I say something like that, they're like, Loretta, do you not think that's a little bit inappropriate and unladylike? Well, yeah, I mean, we were talking um, about anal sex over dinner today. No, we were, guys. It was so... It was so good. It was so good. But that's where it comes from. This kind of aspect of, I'm meant to raise the children. I'm meant to be a good wife. What is it? Women honour your husbands. Is that the right quote? Is it? I don't know. Or is it women respect your husbands, husbands honour your wife? I think that's the quote. Is it? And that second bit is just blurred. Yeah. It's just blurred. It's like in... Have you ever read The Shining by Stephen King? No. I love books. So The Shining by Stephen King is not one of his best, in my opinion. You know, like when you listen to house music and it's like... Dun, 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 mm. And the beat never drops. Think about that in a book. Really? Yeah. So I thought it was meh. Misery, better. But this is not a book podcast. It is not a book podcast. So we're coming back. I would back. not be on the podcast if it was a book, <laughs> book podcast. <laughs> in that... The main character, his mother, is being abused by his father. Like, he is... Oh, God, okay. Punching her, slapping her, beating her. And her response is always, it's fine, everything's fine, this is my role as your mother. This is my role as his wife, for example. Mm. And then at one point, I think she serves him dinner and the plate's a little hot. I'm actually paraphrasing here. This is not really what happens. But they are at dinner and something happens. Something really mediocre happens. Okay. And he picks up his walking stick and he smashes her fucking head in. What? Right? She doesn't die. Ends up in hospital for quite a long time. And the police come to talk to her and she defends him. And the main character is like, I can never look at my mother the same way again. You know? Because she's defended him. Exactly. That's classic of domestic abuse though, isn't it? I, I know. However, I've got such little tolerance for it because my friend dated someone who his dad gave him a black eye. Fine. Really? Fine, right? Is it fine? No, it's fucked. But in the scheme of this, it's fine. Okay. And then the kid had to move out and the mum defended the dad. Um, um, I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah, does your child not come first? Do you, not, um, do you know how many times you actually have to hit someone to give them a black eye, by the way? You don't hit them just once. Once will not give someone a black eye. I wouldn't know. I'm not a violent person. Neither, I'm not anymore. <laughs> I'm not anymore. You know, I've, I've, I've learned. Been there. Since. Done that. And I mean, the violence guy stopped in like year 11, you know. Oh, okay. You know, I used to, you know. Pull out people's hair and stuff? Yes. Okay. But I grew. Okay. You've got to hit someone more than once to give them a black eye, like like the one this guy. His mum just said, you need to leave. I just don't know how you could... What? Not put your child first. Why have them? Yeah, if you're not going to protect them. I just... No. But guys, what do you think the line is between supporting men but not overly uplifting them? 
because you do we do want to get away from this toxic masculinity where men's mental health is really bad because it is it is really bad like you said the suicide rate is high because they don't talk because of toxic masculinity and because of all these gender stereotypes which negatively impact them as much as they do women but we're still in this place where they are violent towards women and they are not treating them well we can't just uplift them because it might perpetuate the problem and I'm going to leave you guys with a nice little fact, which is when England loses, domestic abuse rates go up an absolutely stupid percentage. Stupid as I mean, I mean high. So 21 men kicking a ball on a football pitch and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go beat up my wife. Because it's like, it's almost like a loss of power. They can't control what's on the TV. And they can't control the result of the football. And they get so angry shouting at these little men on the screen that then they take it out on their other half. Um, uh, a Colombian footballer in the... Loretta's going to say the 80s missed a goal in the World Cup. And Pablo Escobar had him killed, right? I get that. Because huh? you are directing... <laughs> Obviously, don't kill people. But from an animalistic monkey brain neanderthal perspective i get it you're mad right you're targeting that individual you're targeting the right person you know maybe you could have done something a bit softer and maybe like yelled at them perhaps like a normal person but but pablo had him killed right fucked but even that i understand (laughs) i know it's so fucked up that he did that Oh my god. You know, Pablo, who is always an asshole, you know, let's not glorify him. Don't go to Colombia and go on the tour like a dickhead. But I get that more than. <laughs> I'm always out on these streets back in Colombia, guys. I'm back in it. But that doesn't mean you must go and bust the sides of the country like Costa Rica. Don't do that. Pablo, I actually understood. From a, if I'm just laying it out black and white, someone hurt me, I'm gonna hurt them. Still. I still think, like, bro, it's still 21 people kicking a ball on a pitch. It was only football. Did he really hurt you as an individual? You know? No. But then I understand it more than Wayne Rooney's just missed. I'ma come get you. What? Yeah. What? It's just 21 people who don't give a shit about you. It's just a game. It is literally just a game. No one dies. No one should die. Get more angry about the fact that they earn ridiculous amount of money. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Look at your paycheck Mm -hmm. and compare it to their paycheck and you're gonna feel like a fool also let's compare women's football to men's and then get really angry about that maybe create some change well that brings us to the end of this episode but we do have some very exciting news so season three of loud and clear is going to feature me in every single episode. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Loretta has asked me to be co-host for the next season, which is very exciting. It's extremely exciting. No, you should be. Oh, yeah, I should be. (laughs) It's like when people go, you're so pretty, and I'm like, I know. I know. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I am am honoured. You should be. Yeah. I, I think I'm trying to say something different. Yeah. Such as, it's a pleasure to have you. Well, you could say that. <laughs> but um, I've said, you should be honoured. Yeah. Because I handpicked Beth from an array of people. Yeah. None of them blonde. You're not a natural blonde. No, I'm not I'm a natural just, blonde. I just remembered, because one of the things Beth and I were talking about during the intermission that you guys won't be hearing, is that I've not seen Beth. I've only met Beth once. 
in actually person. in person we've had other calls she had brown hair and it was before the pandemic i know i imagine and if you're listening to this episode in like 20 years or whatever the pandemic was 2020 2020 2022 yeah 2022 2022 2022 <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last time i saw beth i was telling my flatmate that actually as we kicked him out of the apartment oh. i said i said i've not seen my friend in three years three years basically and we only had in during the pandemic we had work calls when yeah, you were in the country that's true you did leave yeah i'm sorry i don't know if you guys know but i actually lived in Colombia. oh here we go <laughs> I actually lived in Colombia for six months last year. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you know, but... Goodness, maybe we should talk about that some more. Yeah, season three! (laughs) I'm banning the word. I should, I should, I should, I think I bring it up in every episode, but I've got to, it's the most interesting thing about me. Oh, we're clutching at straws, aren't we? (laughs) But I have a friend, actually, who I haven't seen in, like, ten years. Every year I invite him to my birthday. Every year he goes, yeah, I'm coming. And the day before. And then he doesn't show up. And then he's like, listen, I can't come. Yeah, every year. And you're still friends with him? He makes me laugh sometimes. Okay. You keep him there. Keep him around. I guess. Maybe I need to review his membership. Maybe. Yeah, his friendship membership. (laughs) Lifetime membership for you, though, Beth. Thanks, babe. Oh. Well, guys, that was the last episode of this season. Tell your friends about us. And we'll be back for season three with Beth Tribe. Yay.